So you're going on this long straight highway and it's nothing but bog on either side of you and you can see this tower up ahead and it's just like you're just trying to get to this tower because you know home is just after that tower. My name is Tom Hansen. I ran the Coast Guard Station, the Loran Station here in Bidette, Minnesota. My name is Penny Mio Hurst, editor at the Bidette Region, which is a weekly newspaper. What a Loran Tower is, uh, Loran is actually an acronym for Long Range Navigation. It was the predecessor to GPS. The tower is kind of the beacon. At the times it was put there, it was for a, uh, if you want to call it a life-saving purpose. I mean, getting the captains across the Great Lakes in a safe manner. The wires go from the top of the tower and out a long distance. I think it's about 70 acres. It's painted red and white in alternating sections, although you can't always see that because it may be obstructed by clouds at times. We don't have any skyscrapers, and it's taller than any radio or TV tower, so it's the biggest thing we've got. People didn't really see it in terms of being a threat to the migrants. My name is Katie Hawes. I'm a regional non-game wildlife specialist for the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources in Northwest Minnesota. In 2009, there was an incident where a large number of birds were observed dead in the vicinity of a Loran Tower. This is Jeff Dietrich, and I'm the area wildlife manager for the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. There were birds scattered all around. A combination of live and dead and you know just parts of birds too from what the predators had uh, been working on. There were 35 different bird species found at the base of the Loran Tower. The list starts with Ovenbird 26, Tennessee Warblers 29, Common yellowthroat, 23. The bird species with the greatest number found dead was Swainson's thrush. Uh, 110. I'm Bill Teft, and I'm primarily a naturalist. The Swainson's thrush is a large songbird. They have flute-like sounds. My name is Jenny Mormon. I am currently a sixth grade teacher at Lake of the Woods School. You hear them in the deep woods. They essentially fill the space with their song. Their biggest movement and migration occurs to uh, Central American, South American areas. They nest all across Canada and up into Alaska, too. I'm Ted Dick, and I work for the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. I've actually stood outside and, and looked up a lot of times on those quiet evenings. You can hear chirping birds, little call notes when they're going by communicating, and there's obviously just masses of birds going by. Five, palm warbler. Connecticut warbler, two. Four, Lincoln's sparrow. You know, they had hit Three. this Loran tower. It sort of looks like a spider web or something when you look up from here. Probably hit the tower and the guy wires. I thought, Wow, if you were standing there, it must just be raining birds. That would be pretty scary, kind of um, 
Hitchcock-like or something. Maybe one drops in occasionally, or maybe you don't even notice a whole lot of it. You know, they're, they're pretty quiet, they hit hard, and then they just flutter down. My first thought was, what was weird about that night? We have a lot of ground fog. When it is foggy, oh boy, you better be careful. So even if you miss the tower, you'd be kind of flying a gauntlet of wires. Some birds may actually be attracted to those lights. The lighting may disorient them. It is ironic that a tower that would be used to help people find their way on the Great Lakes would also become um, a death trap to birds finding their way home. You always think about their migration and you know their journey across the country and then just suddenly stop like that when you run into that sort of thing. And I remember I thought if they didn't die at this tower they're gonna die at another one along the way. But there's a lot of massive dangerous things when you're just a little bird flying by in the dark. You know the number of towers that are being built has probably just gone up exponentially with this explosion in cell phone use. It seems to be something that society is they want these kinds of services, you know, and they're willing to pay what it takes to get them, you know, and some of it's dollars out of your pocket and some of it is bird. dead birds. And one rose-breasted grosbeak. A total of 375. That's a really horrific number. There aren't many secrets in this town, and since I found out about the birds that were lost at the tower, I've kind of asked around and Nobody knows about it. And for that to not get around our community is pretty amazing. Well, you don't just go up to people and say, guess what, 700 birds were killed last night at the tower. That isn't pleasant. And I think people are Minnesota nice. You know, we don't like to be seen in a, a way where people would believe that we would let something like that happen without doing something about it. My husband and I were driving back from the Twin Cities, and it was during a snowstorm. It was dark, and we were within a mile of the tower before we could see it. And that night, I thought of those birds, because, you know, on a night like tonight, it would be pretty dangerous to be flying by that tower. It, it wasn't safe for us. Maybe they were flying when it wasn't safe for them. <laughs> 